live, talk, and act in faith, not fear. Join Gloria and Kelly Copeland today and discover how to keep faith at the forefront of your thoughts and actions. Now to begin today's Believer's Voice of Victory, here's Gloria. Hello everybody, welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Kelly is with us again today. She's got some good word for us. She's feeding our spirits, hallelujah. Go Kelly, go. Go, go, go. If you're just joining us, we've been talking last week and this week about living free, 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 free. We heard this week completely free completely from fear free. and we left off yesterday um, in Hebrews, boy, it was hard to get through that Hebrews too. It was so good. I, I saw so much in there I really hadn't even thought of before, Mom. I know it. Um, but in verse 19, it talks about a haunting fear, which and that fear remains in your consciousness. And then we t looked at uh, first. Did, did we look? Well, we looked at First Timothy, and saw where the your consciousness is. Uh, that your faith is shipwrecked, that people violated their consciousness their and their, their conscience. And um, in that, their faith is shipwrecked. So they think they're on a route on the ship on the other side, going to the other side with their faith, but that fear that remains in the consciousness, that's what haunting mean, remaining in the consciousness, consciousness. <laughs> Um, re disturbing, yeah, you know, dis seems like distressing, I, I, I anxiety. I would see that as uh, they were on the right track, they were going well, and then they fell back, and then the fear came because mm -hmm. now they're not doing what God's they're looking them to at do. failure. Yeah, yeah, and that haunted them. But there was an answer to that. Hallelujah. Yeah. There was, and his name is Jesus. He yes. was in the boat with them. But really, Mom, if you think about that. Repent means to turn around. If they were in trouble, turn around. They weren't even looking to him for help. They just said, woke him up to tell him they were going to die, I guess. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of faith in that boat except Jesus, and he was asleep. No, and we talked this week about putting him as your hope. If he's your hope, that's not how you go to him. So really, it's very key to put Jesus as your hope. Like, okay, me and you, Jesus, we're getting through this. Now you tell me how. Had they gone to him in the boat and said, all right, Jesus, there's a storm. We can't handle it. Tell us how to get to the other side. That's totally faith. Mm -hmm. And that's what we should be doing. And things happen. Yeah. You look at him. Don't just cry and bawl about, why have you let this happen to me? That's like they did. They were like, don't you care? We're going to die. They had no interest in his solutions, really. They're just afraid and worried. And that's what fear will do to you. That's that whole scripture in Timothy that talks about your, your consciousness and your faith being shipwrecked, you put that directly onto that story about them going to the other side because that's what happened to them. Their faith was shipwrecked. They didn't even have faith in Jesus. Fear shuts the door to faith and shuts the door and fear, faith shuts the door to fear. Right. And when you shut the door to faith, you're going to lose. <laughs> and you open right. the door to fear, you're, you're going right. to lose because that's Satan's plan. We really covered that. So I encourage you to go back to on kcm.org, download the study notes, really make a study of this to get rid of the fear in your life oh, yeah. once and in your family's life once and for all because God wants you to win and he's put everything we need. He's done it all that we could be completely free and not in bondage anymore. So we're going to pick up, and we, I mentioned Luke 21, but we didn't get to it. 
But um, to, if you're, we're still talking about being in faith when trouble comes, but really, if you can be in faith when sudden trouble comes, you can rest in faith the rest of the time. Resisting fear as a practice. You don't Resisting wait you, you don't wait fear all the, the storm time. comes to get your Bible and learn how to walk by faith. No. You live you, in the Word of God. You live in faith. You talk in faith. You act in faith. Everything you do is based on faith. No unbelief. That's the way we live without the curse. Yeah, and the, sadly, that's what people try to do is they, that when something, they wait until something comes along, they physically or mentally yeah. or financially, I can't do anything about this. I guess I need to go to God. That's like trying to, and he's gracious and he'll send you all the help he can, but your faith, your winning is connected to your faith. Your losing is connected to your fear. So God can't do that part of it for you. He'll do everything he can for you, but building a house in a storm is very hard. And trying to switch but from possibly. being reliant on yourself and what you do or worrying about stuff to being a faith person and I'm going to win, that's a tough, it's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. But So we want to help you prepare to live every day by yeah, faith. Yeah, that's right. Every day, no fear. Every situation. Every situation. Man, you send your teenagers out in the car for the first time by themselves, you need to be walking in faith yes, <laughs> and not I fear. Mean. But I'm telling you, it's an easy place to just uh, put up with that worry and just be relieved when they get back and not think a thing about it. But those are places where you can exercise your faith in God and in his promises. Okay, so mom. I agree. I found something in Luke 21 that to me was really interesting. Okay, let's hear it. Luke 21, 5 says, some of his disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, now let me just point out here that they are sightseeing in the temple. They are not thinking about uh, spiritual things. They're not thinking about the end of the world. You know, when you're going about your daily life, maybe you're shopping, maybe you're at work, you're taking care of stuff, you're at a baseball game, you're at a soccer game, you're at a football game, you're at a party, you're at a friend's house, you're sitting on the couch, vegging, watching TV. You're not thinking about the end of the world. But look at this, because Jesus was in their presence he had something to say to them that was a warning, nothing to do with sightseeing. Suddenly, I can just see Peter. He's looking at the, looking at the stonework in the temple, and Jesus suddenly says, the time's coming when all these things will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. What? And we need to be that yeah. alert to his voice. And when we're going about our daily life, we're always... He's always right there in our presence. We are always mindful of him. We have our face looking at his 24-7. And that takes practice. And it takes practice living your life through him. It's like Mary sat at his feet. Martha was serving. But God didn't get onto her for serving. He got onto her for caring and worrying and not looking to him for the serving. I mean, he fed thousands of people. Surely he could fed, yeah. feed 20 or whatever were in her living room. So, so Jesus breaks into their, you know, their uh, gazing about and enjoying the beautiful temple. And he says, listen, things are about to change. Yeah. Things are going to change and you need to be ready. So this is totally out of the blue for them. 
Then they were like, well, teacher, when, when is all this going to happen? So when he says that, they started asking him questions. That's a good thing to do, isn't it, Mom? Yeah. I think some people confuse questioning God with asking him questions. You know, I'm at the growth place in my life. That I don't question him and his goodness and his love anymore. No. Because I've seen that in the Word. Some people haven't gotten that yet. And it's okay if you're at that place and you're questioning, God, do you love me? I mean, if you don't know that he loves you, then yes, ask him, do you love me? And let him reveal that to you. But once you see that, you don't really question, you know, God, why did this happen? And other than to say, Lord, did I mess up here? Show me what I need to do differently. But you're not questioning his goodness no. towards you anymore. But questioning him with what he says so that you have full understanding of it, that's a good thing because we learn from him. People sometimes resist, I think, asking him questions thinking that's not faith. But how can you put faith in something if you don't have the word on it? So you ask him a question about something that you don't know. For understanding. You ask. You yeah. can ask for understanding of it. And then he will give you answers. He'll give, show you in the word. He'll answer you in your heart. You'll turn on the TV. There's Gloria Copeland. She's giving you a word. You know, he'll answer those questions for you because he's our source of supply. We've got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is expressing Jesus's words to us 24 seven. And uh, he's our connector. Jesus sent him to be that living, abiding spirit mm -hmm. on the in spirit speaking to us all the Lead time. Lead us into Leading all us. the truth. Woo! Glory to we God. are not gonna fail, Mom. No, we're not. Not if we stay with him. He says, so he goes on to say, he starts telling them and describing to them the things about the end times, you know, um, don't be misled. He says, you'll hear of wars and insurrections, but he says, don't panic. I'm going to read some of this out of the new, out of the, I'm in the new living reading in Luke 21. I'm kind of skipping around. So I'll try to tell you where I'm at before I read, but he's talking in like verse eight and on about mm -hmm. the signs and the things that are coming that are not good. Um, I'm reading out of the New Living, but I'm going to read a little bit out of the Passion Translation okay. here in a minute. Um, but it says, uh, but before all these things occur, there will be a time of great persecution. And he tells them, you're going to be dragged into synagogues. You're going to be dragged into prisons. And you, then you'll stand trial before kings and governors because you're my followers. Mom, I believe that because I read into that, the persecution as I understand it, and the persecution that I know, like they face, the disciples face, and even the persecution that occurs in other countries. I, I think I just sort of passed over the rest of this because I'm not in a country where I'm put in prison for what I speak. I mean, sometimes it feels like it was headed that way about certain things like, you know, you can't say this on TV or you can't say that publicly. But I kind of skipped over the, some of this until the Lord drew my attention to this. And he said, no, you're persecuted for what you believe. His name is Satan. Sure. And he is daily trying to uh, accuse you. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's the persecutor of the church. So even um, you may not be brought before uh, the president or a king of a country or even in a trial, but every day as he is throwing things at you, 
You, you know what? You get to the place, you're not even aware of that stuff. You're, there's, you're so separate by the blood of Jesus and by no fear that he's trying to throw stuff. It just will not. It doesn't get through. But that's because every day you are taking your stand, not fearing and not worrying and standing in you're faith standing over faith. your whole yep. life, pleading the blood of Jesus, all yep. those things that we know to do, taking authority over the enemy. But in that, it says you'll stand before kings. Really, we do stand before the Lord. We stand in his face, it says. It says we look to him face to face. So really, these things are true for, just as true for us. But as we speak, it's an opportunity, he says here, for others to hear. As we speak about we, we speak our faith. We speak what's to come. We speak what the Word says. Other people hear our deliverance. You know, we, well, I mentioned that Lindsay had um, meningitis and she was delivered. And my thing that came out of that was I refuse to fear. People took that Word mm -hmm. and they heard it and they were delivered. That's they right. heard. Men heard about what Jesus did. Yeah. Women heard. People heard about how you've been set free and the things that God's done for you financially or with your kids. And it's changed other people's lives. So we, these do apply to us. But here's what I thought was so good. It says, don't worry. Say, don't worry. Don't worry. In advance about how to answer the charges against you. Don't worry in advance. I mean, worry is pointless. Don't worry in advance about what Satan tries to throw at you, about what he tries to accuse you of, about what he tries. I'm going to use the word, I'm going to replace the word charges with what Satan tries to speak into your life. When he yeah. throws a worry and a care at you, a thought, that's mm -hmm. him attempting to speak into your life. Do what the Bible says, resist him. And He'll he will flee. flee. Yes. He will flee. I, I want you to read that in a minute. Don't worry in advance how to answer these charges against you. For I, listen to this. This is such a great promise. I, I was like, Lord, this is a promise from you, Jesus. This is in red. I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. None of your opponents will be able to speak back to you. Isn't that good? Yes, it is. It says, and he goes on to talk about some things that'll happen. But it says by not, verse 19, this applies to us. By standing firm, you will win firm, you will win your souls. Then it goes on to talk about other things, about um, the end times and prophetic words. Um, and then in verse uh 26, it says the powers in the heavens will be shaking. Well, the word clearly says that we, there is a shaking coming and a shaking to the body of Christ. Sometimes as God's is removing things from you in these days and times, we've talked about that some, allowing him to correct you and remove stuff. It yep. may feel like your world is being shaken, but it's because the grace to stay the same, the grace to stay unchanged, the Faith grace the to... Same. The grace to, the, uh, the what? Faith is the Faith same. Faith stays the same. But your grace to remain unchanged by the word, your grace to just go about your business as usual and not have your mind on kingdom things is gone because it's kingdom time. 
And that's a good thing, but it can feel a little shaky. But the Bible says there's this shaking. Go read it in Hebrews 12. But it says, um, we'll see the Son of Man coming on a cloud. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. And it says, um, you, when you see all these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Heaven and earth, this is verse 33, will disappear. Listen to this. My words will never disappear. Connect that That's back right. to what he said when you're in trouble. He's still talking about the same thing. He's talking about don't be disturbed, don't worry, don't have anxiety, don't have care when you get, um, when something comes against you, when the Satan comes against you with a charge. He says, don't worry about what to answer to it. I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents That's can awesome. stand against you or reply or refute you. But here he says, those words that he says he'll give us will not disappear. And here's the phrase that I got. And I don't remember, I cannot find it in any, it was so real to me, mom, that I, that when he spoke that to me, I thought I must've read it somewhere. So I have looked in a translation of a Bible to say this and I can't find it. And it, if you know it's in a different translation, tell me. Because right now I'm saying this was a word from heaven. I will never stop expressing myself to you. I will never stop giving you the right words to say when you're in trouble. The right words to say on a day-to-day -day basis. Now what is that scripture, Kelly? That is Luke 21:33, And it says here, don't let your hearts be dulled. This is so important, mom. By carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. What happens when people get into trouble when they don't look at Jesus and they start worrying about stuff and they start taking the care, they'll start turning to alcohol. They'll start turning well, to true. prescription drugs. drugs. Yeah. They'll start turning to something to shut my insides up. Mm. Turning to something to get my mind off of my life, my marriage, my kids, my troubles, my stress, my anxiety, my hurts. Mm. He's saying, don't let your hearts be dulled by those no, things. No, no, no. But this says, don't let your hearts be dulled by the worries of life. So what, you can get to the place that your worry dulls your heart to what he's saying to you. The things you reach out to, to try to shut that stuff up, to shut the cares up, those things you turn to instead of Jesus will dull the very voice of deliverance that he's speaking out to you. He says the right word at the right time and Satan can't refuse. Mm. That's what we want. But we can't let care and worry and carousing even. You know, that word carousing, I got from the Lord that that's not just drunken partying, Mom. Mm. When you're carousing is... And I'm not saying I've never binge, binged a show on Netflix and just watched 20 hours of TV because there was a great series on Netflix. It's not that I've never done that. But people can live this lifestyle of just escaping from everything, watching TV. Uh, they can binge on sports with their kids, binge on activities that they go do where they're just filling their whole life and all their time up with these things. None of those things are wrong to do, but they're wrong to fill up on those things or try to quiet care and worry by looking, just keeping yourself busy 
or even care and worry about your kids that you think, well, I have, my parents failed me over sports, so I have to do this with my kids. Well, maybe sports is part of this key to your kids following God. Maybe not, but he's the one that knows. So going to him over these things, it says, don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. That day will come upon everyone. So this doesn't just mean the disciples or everyone that is mm. living in China or Iraq or somewhere where people are being persecuted, Syria. This says this day will come upon everyone living on the earth. So that's me and you. So, but don't be afraid, he says. Keep alert at all times and pray that you'll be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Amen. What does that mean? Stand in His presence. Stand with Him looking at you. I know I'm not going to get to finish this. I'm going to read some of this out of this Passion Translation, okay. but I, I, I'm going to pick it up tomorrow because this is so good. So this is Luke 21. We'll just get as much done as we can. He says here um, in verse 9, there will be many wars and revolutions on every side and rumors of more wars to come. Mom, this is the, um, I'm reading out of this pack. These are so good, y'all. You can get them, but it'd be really good if you just, if, just listen to this because it's worded differently. Don't panic or give in to your fears. For these things are bound to happen. This is still not the end yet. Jesus continued, and he, he continues to talk about the upheavals. And he talks about here, remember, when you're before, um, when you're thrown into prison and you're before trial. Then verse 14 says, yet determine in your hearts not to prepare for your own defense. Now, this is preparing for a defense before you're called up. You know what that is? Worry. <laughs> yeah. The only way we prepare for defense is looking at Jesus. We read his word. We put his word in our heart and we don't think, well, what if such and such happens? Well, what if I get done here and then I have to do this? I mean, at work, you can worry about all kinds of things, but stop worrying and don't prepare for your own defense. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Simply speak the words of wisdom that I will give you at that moment. When you're looking at him, you'll have the right words at the right side, at the right time. Do you know that's what he said in John 5, 30 in the Amplified? He says, I, I can do nothing of myself. He said, I decide as I'm bidden to decide. Right. I speak, he's saying, I speak the words that I'm given to speak. And that's how we are. And that's how we need to be. And when we look to him, we become free in our, every moment of our life because we're looking to him and he has the answers. None of your persecutors will be able to withstand the grace and wisdom that comes from your mouth. You know, grace is power. None of your persecutors will be able to withstand that. Grace. Isn't that so good, Mom? That is good. It's true. No matter what happens, this says here um, cataclysmic storms, and this says great storms. So whether those are literally weather storms or storms in your life, he will give you the words to Amen. say. Amen. That's right. You know what? You have to know what those words are before they come up in your heart. That's why we spend time in the Word. Kelly and I will be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.